Welcome back to Kyle and Cody talk about the apocalypse radio. Yep. Today Life. we're talking about it's, it's, it's what is this called anyway? It's Judgment Day. It's Kyle and we, Cody we say radio. It's at the edge of the apocalypse. It's it's, it's, it's Judgment Day today. Mel Gibson's okay. here. It's apocalyptic. Um, that's a that's a, <laughs> that's a great reference. Great uh, reference. It is it is voting day in the state of Michigan. The polls are open. Go vote. Go vote your beautiful conscience. Go day. Vote the Bible. Read your Bible and go vote based on the convictions of the of the Spirit through your reading of the Word. Uh, but here's let's talk about let's talk about something let's talk about conservatism what is it conservativism conservatism mm. versus liberalism yes uh, here's here's the thing uh, I we recently we recently were called liberal um, I've been thing. called liberal a couple times yeah I mean yeah you you I mean I've been called liberal a couple times which is is could be the tattoos, it's comical to my wife the long hair and it's comical to my family but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, are you liberal if you look like Jesus a little bit? Wow, are you saying Jesus was a liberal? I was is that the stance you're taking? Is that the stance <laughs> you're taking? I was just gonna say the classic Jesus has long hair <laughs> pictures. Um, but like, uh, so ultimately, let's talk about this. Um, what is liberal? What is conservative? It's this perspective thing. Because if you ask me if I was conservative or liberal, I would say I'm very conservative. To a fundamentalist, someone on the extreme conservative side of things, I would be liberal. So it's about perspective. So that was what happened recently. Someone, someone in the church told us, actually, in my upbringing, you, uh, you would be very liberal. Ooh. But in my upbringing, I would be very conservative. <laughs> so It's true. It's true. And, and once again, it comes down to perspective right it is it is It is all based on your perspective and the, and the reality is like we said this before and we've said this before on the podcast we've said this before in church but and i like this i like this idea like ultimately the things you were taught you were taught as a child by somebody who was taught those things as a child right that's that's normally what happens so the the core values the core beliefs that you have and are held are normally shared by the people in your life who you were closest to in your upbringing Right. And, and either that had great influence in what you believe now. That could be the opposite. It could mean that the people who raised you, you think nothing like them. You may have a turbulent relationship with them or, or, or you may not agree with anything they say. But the reality is most of the things you learn about Jesus, you learned as a child yeah. from people who learned it as a child. From people who are either culturally conservative or liberal and those things yes. affect you. And mm -hmm. so I would, th I would say here's, here's the problem. Scripture, scripture is both liberal and conservative at the same time. The social gospel taken from a political perspective, from a political yes. perspective. Mm -hmm. but from a so the social gospel is very liberal in, in its at least in its core understandings of of the people that utilize the social gospel mm -hmm. to care for the sick and needy, have hold goods in common, uh, much like the early church. Um, they lived in a community; they had, they had they had all ownership of things in common. Mm -hmm. That's a very liberal, conservative, like it's a liberal liberal idea in our culture today. Yeah. Then you have very conservative things about about choices, behaviors, um, mindset, mm -hmm. style of life, integrity, morale, uh, not morale, marital, morality, marital structure, marital structure. So, it's it, the thing is, we talk about this. You can take the Bible and pick verses here and there and fit them to whatever you want. Yeah, you can tweak it. That's what people do. Is well, the Bible says. Yeah, I mean, I, we we talk about this often when I talk about like views of scripture from the stage i often share multiple different viewpoints because i can take different viewpoints from different passages and pull them and say well this this verse lines up with this and this verse lines up with this and that is not 
proper understanding of God's word. It's trying to take disconnected <laughs> phrases, sentences, paragraphs, chapters, and fit your your own personal theology or ideals. Mm, yeah, that is not how we study scripture. We figure out what scripture is intending to say in its whole, in its core, the story of scripture, really from Genesis all the way through Revelation, and then we try to apply that that understanding in our world to get our viewpoint. But that's not what people do in our mm. modern world. We take bits and pieces to make a viewpoint because we don't want to read the entirety of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, so when it comes down to it, are you conservative or liberal in your mindset? Me? Yeah, what do you think you are? How would you describe yourself? I would say I'm very conservative. Yeah. I would I would say, I think we've said this before, I'm, I'm very conservative, but liberal in my application of Scripture and, yeah, and loving I, people. I, yeah, I would agree with that. I'm, I would say conservative lifestyle more liberal approach to the understanding of scripture. But I think when people hear that by default, they hear politics, yes. they hear conservative liberty. We're not but those saying things that. are have nothing to do with no, that. No, no, no. They actually so. have nothing to do with that. So to label a pastor conservative or liberal. I think we're talking morality. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. not politics. But it is good for people to understand that those are two different ways. Like of, of assigning somebody conservative or liberal in this world means that you're talking about politics. Well, when we talk about the application of Scripture, Mm -hmm. it is actually very different, right? It's very different. Conservative versus liberal is all about how you approach the body of work that that, that are the Scriptures and what you believe about them. Like, for instance, I know both you and I believe that the Bible is 100% inerrant, Mm -hmm. 100% infallible, Mm -hmm. and is the spoken, breathed Word of God. Yes, which is a conservative biblical opinion. Yes. Because there's people who have a liberal biblical opinion does not believe mm-hmm. the Bible is inerrant or infallible. They believe that the Bible has errors and is is flawed. Yep. And some of them would even argue that it was written by human hands and that that even though inspired by God, it has its own flaws because it was written by human hands. Yep. I don't believe that. I don't believe that the holy work of the Lord it located in Scripture is tainted in any way by the human authorship. Right. So, and I would say the problem is we 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 get in this concept of talking conservative and liberal in the Christian mm-hmm. space, and then we put it in the political space. Well, if you're if you're liberal in in your view of scripture, you must be liberal in your politics, and that's that's sometimes line up. Not, not always. Mm-hmm. I mean, I truly believe there are both Republicans and Democrats who love Jesus, yeah. like have a relationship. Absolutely, that would actually be considered a more liberal opinion by some, mm-hmm. and cons- you know, conservative by others because. There are people who believe you must be Republican to love Jesus. Like that's not stated anywhere in Scripture. I don't know if people believe this. There are other people who believe you must be, you must be Democrat to truly love Jesus because of their view of of the word, social gospel, all those things. So, the truth is, what we say about politics, voting, all those things is go back to the Bible, read it, study it, know it, learn it, and apply it to your voting. I love this passage. God will give you convictions. Yeah, I love this passage in 1 Corinthians 3. It talks about really, really, Paul's talking to the church in Corinth about um, why they believe what they believe, and they're, they're, they're beginning this very tribal mentality, right? And he refers to them as ordinary human beings, but it's not in a good way. Like, a lot of times we say, well, we're, our, we're just ordinary human beings. It's like a positive thing. Like, oh, that's we're just normal. Mm-hmm. But he's actually using it in a negative way because he's saying, you are supernatural. Like, what you've been called to is a supernatural lifestyle. So he says this in uh, starting in verse 3. You are still following the ways of the world. This is 1 Corinthians 3. 3. You're still following the ways of the world. Some of you are jealous. Some of you argue. So aren't you following the ways of the world? Aren't you acting like ordinary human beings? One of you says, I follow Paul. Another says, I follow Paul. 
Apollos, right? And then he says it again. Aren't you acting like ordinary human beings? After all, what is Apollos and what is Paul? We are only people who serve. We helped you to believe. The Lord has given each of us our own work to do. I planted the seed. Apollos watered it. But God has made has been making it grow. So right. the one who's the one who planted is not important. The one who waters is not important. It is God who makes things grow. He is the important one. That's true. And I and I love that because like what happens in these these arguments that people have within the church is I don't think it does any good. Like I told Mark this morning, Mark and I were talking about this. They had this documentary on Hillsong, and I asked Mark the simple question: Did that help the body of Christ or did it hurt it? And I, to me, there is a clear, obvious answer Imagine to that. Imagine it hurt the body of Christ. Yes. All it does I is make don't the world think, see us fight with exactly. each other. I don't think that that did any yeah. good for the body of Christ. I think that pe- there, are, there are a group of people within the church who would go, that's great, we're rooting out false teachers, and that's what we need to be doing. But the problem is the broader work created distrust. Right. It created a, a false sense that Jesus and the church – because Jesus and the church are unable to be separated in people's minds. Right. It's all about profit. It's all about wealth. And, and that is not an accurate representation of the good that his, that the church of Hillsong has done. And yes, there are victims, but in an organization that large, just like anything else, there'll be victims of people that abuse their power. Right. Yeah. right? But you that's the whole thing is, what what do you do? You don't make excuses for people that do things that are poor, but you also don't squash the people who are doing good. And in one fell swoop, you condemned people who did did poor things and also squashed people who were doing good things. Right. Right? Yeah, I mean, that creates church hurt. Yeah, it does. And it's it's hard to be a big organization, even for a local church, to be a very massive business entity Mm -hmm. with tens of thousands of congregants. It's hard. Mm -hmm. The, the enemy is always going to be coming, and, the, and there's always going to be things to to find to to disagree with. Mm-hmm. But there's also going to be a lot to hold in common. And we we believe that we are we are one church with with people who follow and adhere to the mm-hmm. Word of God, who have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We believe we are one church with pe- those people, those churches. We are not individual churches who know better and mm-hmm. do better. We're one church trying to grow the kingdom of God together. So that Jesus Christ will be glorified. I like how you said that. I think I think when churches think they do it better, they've already lost. Like it, it's not like when we start to think that we do it better. I think we've lost. the The goal is we just do it different. We're all doing different things yeah. for different ends and for different purposes. All within the body of Christ. All within to reach people with the hope and the message of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the way that we go about it is all different. It doesn't mean that our way is better or somebody else's is worse or vice versa. It just means it's different. And I wish I wish that more people in the body of Christ were understanding of that because I think it would change the way that we approach ministry. I think it would have changed the way that I mean, we approach other churches. The way we approach, approach it does, yeah. But I think it would change the way that people approach partnership with churches. Like I think it would change the way that pastors interact with other pastors. You know, a lot of times I like I love this. I, I always say this to you. Like I, I think a lot of times local churches play hungry, hungry hippos with the people in their community. Like it's like they're they're trying to right. they're smashing the button as fast as they can and hungry, hungry hippos to get as many of the people that they can in their doors and they're fighting against all the other churches. And the truth is I I don't think it's actually like that. I think the goal is that it's it's more like a fishing net and right. we're all on the same boat trying to catch the same fish and we all have the same mission, right? Right. And so 
instead of trying to fight with other churches to get more, we should be collaborating to try and work together because our goal is to see everybody in our community come to Jesus. Is that a realistic goal? No, but we don't have a realistic God. We have a we have a supernatural God that yeah. does amazing things. Yeah, I agree. And you know, we I had people come Sunday and for the first time, and they they're coming because there's some church struggles at their current church and change of pastor and whatnot. And I just said, when asked, I just said, we know who we are. We know who we're not. We're not like every other church. We're not trying to be. There are other churches do great things in this community, and you know that's awesome good on them like there are brothers and sisters in christ mm-hmm. we know our fit we're not like other churches because people who don't fit there may this may be their home that they fit and so we we know who we are we know who we're not we're not trying to be somebody we're not we're we're our own type of weird and we love the lord and we recognize that we have a place in the broader kingdom and i would say that we do that in a conservative way with a conservative uh, theology uh, but maybe with liberal application of how we do that, because we, you know, we have lights and cool music, and we do really fun, awesome, amazing events. And for some people, that's liberal. For others, that's just conservative because it's clean, wholesome, good, and it holds to the core of Scripture, which is what we we stand upon. Yeah, absolutely, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, that I know it grieves our heart a lot of times. Because we, I mean, we work with other pastors and we work with other churches and we do ministry with people all the time. And the, I think the constant frustration and theme that we have is that if the body of Christ were to work together for the same mission and vision that we all have, we would do much. What a bigger day of rejoicing credit. it would be! Is what a day of rejoicing when it would we be. all work together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a hymn. If you don't know what yeah. that's from, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's true though. I mean, like. I, I always think of it this way, like, you don't have to have the same flavor, right, to be on the same team. Like, you don't actually, you don't actually want all the same, you, it's like, you, well, let me, you let, let's go yeah. flavor. Yeah. Uh, I had, before I came here, I had toast. Somebody for past appreciation gave me blackberry jam, so I've been, I've been eating it, it's very it's amazing. That person. But I asked my wife, do you want blackberry jam? She goes, no, I don't like blackberry jam. She goes, I have strawberry jam. She only ever has strawberry jam. When it comes to flavor, she likes to eat strawberry all the time. Some people, that's the kind of church they want. For other people, they like to try every jam. I like my jam from my North Campus friend, Brian O'Neill. He gives me all different flavors. I like strawberry, blackberry, blueberry. I like lilac jam. I like them all. Yeah. And I just lost my mic. So if you can hear me. <laughs> and I just lost my mic. So, But I like all kinds of jam, no matter what flavor. Yeah, you're... you're- Oh, you can yeah. still hear me. Yeah. Oh, that's my headphones, so I can hear me. Oh, you guys can hear me. That's yeah. great. Well, I don't know how to work a microphone or a headset, but I like all kinds of jam. So, And uh, hopefully you like all kinds of jam. But today, whether you are theologically conservative, theologically liberal, whether you, others see you as the same or different, whether you are politically conservative or liberal, read God's word Understand his will for your life and go out and vote your convictions from the Holy Spirit today. Amen. That's it. We'll see you on another episode of Kyle Codio. Kyle Codio. Kyle Codio. Kyle Codio Radio at the Edge of the Apocalypse. Hey, make sure that you check us out on Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And if you're looking for more info on our church, go to hodlstrong.com. That's hodlstrong, H-O-T-L strong. Until next time, see you later. Peace.